Citywide Blackout, your home for the best creators from around the world. I'm your host, Max Bowen. And with just two songs, my next guest has uh, captured the attention of the entire music world, being named an Artist of the Month and charting very high on several stations. Singer-songwriter Lorenza Wildcard joins me. Lorenza, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. All right. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, as we said prior to uh, starting the recording, once I heard your first single, You and I, that was like, yep, I got to talk to this person because the song alone is like, I got to like, talk to her. And then, I, and then I read your story. I thought, okay, I really have to talk to her. <laughs> wow, wow. Thank you so much. And, and now that, you know, the new single is out, My Army, I can totally see why you decided that you needed to interview me. It was like, that's it. Yeah. We gotta do it. Exactly. Time. Precisely. Yeah. I mean, we really should have done this sooner, but you know, slacker me. <laughs> but I want to start by just kind of going back to the beginning of your musical world because I, I I read that you basically discovered your talent during lockdown, which is oh, what yeah. a time. What a time. Uh, 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 yeah, it did. And I also don't come from a musical background, so it kind of was a surprise to me as to everybody else involved, really, or anyone who was not involved. Um, Basically, I was um, going through a heartache, and one day I decided to put on paper what I was going through. I picked up my guitar that, by the way, I play in what I call an experimental way, because I'm self-taught. I don't know, actually, still to the day, I don't know the name of the chords, I just place the fingertips on the strings along the neck of the guitar where I like the sound of, and then I just get on with that. Um, so I, I just felt like this need to pick up the guitar and write down what I was going through. And I wrote you and I like a couple of hours, and then I, I had the lyrics, I had the melody. It was the first song I've ever written. And I thought, well, you know, I've got this far. I may as well record it on my phone. And so I recorded it on my phone and then I recorded it on my phone and I was like, well, now I've got a song, you know, like on my phone. So I may as well share it, but I didn't want to share it with anyone in the media industry because I come from, I used to work for MTV, not at the time that I wrote it, but before. And I have still lots of friends from that kind of uh, industry. And I thought, I'm not going to send it to them. They're going to laugh at me. They're just going to you know, laugh at my attempt. So I sent it to poor friends and uh, 24 hours later, I was approached by a music producer and uh, weeks later I was flown to a recording studio and recorded you and I. And this is all like, it was mind blowing. I mean, I, even when I went into the studio, I really didn't know, like, is this really happening? Am I going to be able to sing and play the guitar in front of people? Because I never sang in front of anyone. And I'm not the kind, well, I am now, I guess. But before, I was never the kind of person who would go like, oh, yeah, yay, there's a karaoke, let's go. 
I would not go to a karaoke. I would, I would not even want to do a presentation at work. You know, I was not kind of that type of person. And instead, I just loved it. I guess, you know, I just found something that I love doing so much. And, uh, and I just, it just shined through, I guess, like in, in the way that I, I approach it. I go into the studio even now. It's funny because like, even now I go to a studio and lots of people say, oh, do you feel nervous when you go in a studio? No. I love it. It just feels like my second home. And if someone years ago said to me, you know, yeah, this is going to happen to you. I would have laughed and said, yeah, please just go. Just close the door, go, go get your head checked. Cause seriously, you got some problems. I never thought this was going to be me, but I love it. And here we are now, two singles later. And here we are now. You've been yeah. interviewed several times. You've charted on a number yeah. of different um, uh, radio stations, some online stations, different playlists, of course. Does it still feel real to you that, hey, this is me, musician? <laughs> so I've heard some, I've heard people saying that even like really big celebrities that they, sometimes they, they think about it and they go like, but it's still me. Or their family or their friends is still like, yeah, go get a real job, you know. In a way, it's, it's still, to me, it feels like I'm doing this, like I'm doing it because I love it. I'm enjoying it so much. It feels wrong to say I'm going to stop. But, you know, it doesn't feel exactly real either because like every now and then something happens. Like when my army came out and um, I was approached by a few radio stations and then the idea of doing a a US premiere and like an Australia exclusive, a Canadian exclusive, a UK exclusive. And I was thinking, why are all these people so interested in doing this like for me? And it just still seems really kind of surreal, like that people are interested in my music, that people are interested in my story. But at the same time, I think I've got something. So I'm kind of, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that I, I still go from, mm, this is funny, I can't believe I'm here, and yeah, I should be here because I'm working really hard to be where I am. I actually work really hard to be here, but it's, you know, it's, it still feels a bit, what? You know, it feels like that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, because you went from, you know, just kind of like playing at home to all of a sudden, boom, being flown into studios and being interviewed by lots yeah. of d d different folks. So yeah, I can see why it seems a little yeah. like, wait, am I actually doing this? Am I actually doing this? Is it really happening? Like when I started it, so I didn't know how I was going to pan out. I thought I'll go into the studio and record a song if I can record a song, if I can actually sing in front of people. And then I came back and I had this song and I was like, what do I do with this? And my friends were like, we're going to do a music videos. You're going to have it on the radio stations. And I thought, well, you know, it'll be lucky if it gets played in one radio station. Then little did I know, it ended up being played at a radio station, ended up in the charts for like, it was 20 consecutive weeks of which 18 are number one. And that was like amazing. Well, a part of me was like, okay, well, this is the, the UK, you know, it's just never going to go any, anywhere else. That's it. And I gave myself a year. I said to myself, I'm going to give myself a year. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to dedicate my time to music. I'm going to write more. I'm going to check out if I not, can, I, can I do this? Can I write more songs? It, or am I what they call like a one-trick pony? Am I a one-trick pony? And so I, I started doing like writing more songs and I was like, oh yeah, I think I've got something here going. And then at the end of the year, um, a radio station in Texas approached me 
And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then that opened the door to many other radio stations that wanted to put my song on their charts or interview me. And this went like crazy. And then it's funny because at one point I remember thinking, hang on a second, my song hasn't been, as far as I know, hasn't been played in Canada. And so I reached out to one of the radio stations I was in, uh, in talks with and they were like, oh, you should try this platform. And I go to this platform and the next thing I know is my song is made Song of the Month. And, uh, and then it kind of spiraled from there. And, uh, and then I thought, well, the idea of the year is probably out of the window now. I'm just going to carry on do what I love doing so much. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier that you used to work for MTV, which I think is very cool because I grew up on this, you know, back when they actually played music. <laughs> what uh, what'd you do yeah. for them? Um, so I... So I was born in Italy and I grew up in Italy and then I left Italy, came to the UK, lived in the UK most of my life, although I also lived in New Zealand and Spain for, for a bit. But when I was in, when I left Italy, I thought I'm going to go to the UK and I'm going to work for MTV. It was this one thing that I wanted to do. So I went to university and studied, um, studied uh, media studies. And a month after I graduated, I got offered a job at MTV. And I worked for them. Um, I started as an intern. I worked for them a few years. And I was working on, uh, like, I did production, programming, events. And, uh, and it was incredibly exciting. And I still have many friends from MTV. And uh, we always say, MTV, it's in your DNA. And it doesn't go. It doesn't go anywhere. It still is in your DNA. Um, and it was amazing. And it's kind of funny because I always thought that I was going to work for MTV for all my life. That was, you know, what I wanted to do. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But I guess it always felt like something wasn't quite, there was something that wasn't exactly right. And where I am now feels right. So I wonder if I read something um, about... Uh, this idea that there's some artists that are shadow artists all their life. So they kind of gravitate towards other artists, but they never claim their space. They always think that they're not good enough or that they, you know, it's good for other people, but not for them. And I always thought I would never be able to be an artist. I would never be able to go up on a stage and sing or do other things or whatever. And, and now I'm doing this and it feels right. And I wonder if in a way I was kind of um, a shadow artist um, and now I found my place and it feels like this is right. This is the right place to be. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's almost like working at MTV may, uh, may have kind of like um, uh, sown the seeds for the future of music because you had this experience, like you said, working with events and productions. You got to see this yeah. kind of part of the music world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely did shape uh, some thoughts, ideas and a part of me because like even hanging in certain, um, like working backstage at the big night awards, et cetera, it, kind of, it, it, it leaves something in you, I think. It really does. Um, so definitely, I, I think he has shaped me in some ways, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right, let's dive into the story of you and I. Now, I'm going to be quoting from your yeah. press release. Uh, this song Ooh. is the creation born out of a need to, uh, uh, to voice a woman's emotions as her marriage broke down irreparably before her eyes. Um, that's yeah. horrible, num number one. Jeez. <laughs> and, this all, oh. and, and this all happened like, like during COVID, right? This 
I don't like to dwell too much on this. It's part of the story, but I don't actually like to dwell on it. Okay. You know, it happens to a lot of people. Um, I was married. I had a great life. And yeah, it just, at some point, it didn't work out. And unfortunately, it didn't work out when um, I just relocated uh, to a new city because of my ex's job. And I didn't have any friends. I didn't have, I mean, in that city, no family. I didn't have a job. And then suddenly, like, not only I'm breaking up, which is already shocking, or lockdown, something weird, like this weird name, lockdown, a pandemic starts. It's like, what? What the hell is this? And, and then I found myself, like, like in this situation, it was like, it, it, I, I mean, it was a really challenging time. I can laugh about it now. Um, but... It was tough. Uh, it, it, it kind of, it's like one day you wake up and everything that, that you had your entire life is suddenly shattered. And you look at it and you're like, you want to cry, you want to despair, you don't know what to do with yourself. But then I guess this is what normally happens with me. You go through a period of, okay, I'm going to cry. I'm going to have a proper meltdown, drama, because it is drama. But then you look at... You, I guess you look at what you got around and you think, all right, then. So I guess we're going to rebuild it and we're going to rebuild it how we like it. It's not going to be the same. I'm going to build it a different way. And also makes you think about, you know, I'm, I, I think about that time and how much I've achieved. And I think, wow, I didn't know that I could do all these things. And um, um, I don't know. I really pushed myself to be the person that I want to be. And even this musical journey, I had so many fears, like, when my single came out, I was so scared because I was thinking, I wonder if people will think that I'm having, I don't know, that I'm having, um, I'm, I'm having a mental moment. You know what? Does she think she's, she can sing? She thinks that she can pull out a, a single like this? And I wondered, am I good enough? Am I going to be able to, to do this? And I suppose even though now I made the decision that I want to be a singer-songwriter, there's always an element of doubt. I still have the imposter syndrome and it kicks in every now and then. But I, I feel like I've achieved so much. And uh, it's, it, there's something funny about, let's say, losing everything. Because when you lose everything, you get to a point where you feel like, do you know what? I've lost so much that I am now unafraid because I've lost it all. And I, it, re it really felt to me like I lost everything. I lost my life. I knew it. And I was jobless. I didn't have anyone near me. It felt like I, I literally lost my identity even. And, and then rebuilding it. And how amazing that all that I achieved. And I'm really proud of it. I, and as to my ex, you know, I wish him all the best if things happen. And if you're listening to this interview and you think, oh, you know, this resonates with me, I would say, you know, these things happen. And if it's not a, a marriage that breaks down or whatever it is that you're going through your life and you're thinking, oh gosh, this isn't working out, whatever it is, you're not just that one thing, you're many things. And uh, you're, you're not failing. It's just part of life. Put yourself together. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Exactly, exactly. One thing about the song that I noticed was that I, I hear a lot of breakup songs, but... Yeah. Some, in, in a lot of cases, a lot of them are like, I'm better off without you, and I don't need you, and to hell with you, and stuff like that. Yours isn't quite that way, though. It's a little, 
it's more seems like it's more accepting that yes, this happened, and we're going to move on from it. Um, but in in writing it, were you going for a certain tone or a certain uh, sound? Okay, so here's the thing. I wrote this song thinking that no one was ever going to hear it apart from those four friends. So when I went into the studio, I remember walking into the studio and thinking, if I actually can sing in front of people, should I change it? I said, I, I said some pretty raw stuff in that song, but because it was just a way for me to process for what I was going through, I never really expected people to listen to it. And I wondered even... Had I, had I known this song was going to be heard by a lot of people, would I have still written it the way I did? It's as honest and as raw as it comes, basically. Um, it was written in a moment. It was written when I was so wounded and so lost. And I think it comes through because the way I sing it, it's, it's a light, sweet um, voice, and it's wounded. And he's telling a story. Um, and actually, it's a song that doesn't go by the BVM. So bits per minute in this song are inexistent. And the producer decided in the end to just stick with however I wanted to sing it. And it changes. And it's, it's actually four different parts. And it goes through the story. And it's sad. And it's very personal. But like I say in the song, I, I, you know, I wish you all the best. But this is where it ends. Mm-hmm. And... It's just things happen. But I like the fact that, and it's something that I notice only afterwards. At the end of the song, I say, now that I'm alone, I can go and chase my dreams. And it's kind of ironic. It's funny because after that, I wrote, I mean, I wrote the song and then chasing my dreams is me doing what I'm doing now. I didn't know that at the time when I wrote it. I just wrote, now that I'm alone, I can go and chase my dreams. Because, you know, when... Sometimes I, I had such a settled life. I was married. I, I had chosen a lifestyle for me that was career, was being settled and all the things. And then when I lost it all, I was like, okay, so now I can rebuild my life. What do I want? And there was some sort of bravery as well to, to say, okay, I'm going to try this path. And I know it's going to be tough because it's unpaved and it's got so many minds, so many, many things that, you know, could go wrong. Well, screw it, I'm going to do it. And, um, and it's nice because it links even to the next song, which I really wanted to be the next single, even though I got other ones coming out. I wanted my army to be the next single. And I'm glad that I managed to do it that way. Yeah, and, and that song is a very, very different song. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, You and I is a very like, kind of chill, poppy flow. Yeah. My Army is way more intense. It's got more of a rock sound. Why did you want to yeah. kind of segue to this uh, sound? Well, like I said, I wrote You and I, not really giving him, not really thinking that it was ever going to be heard by anyone. So I just followed my heart and wrote what I wanted to write. But with My Army, I felt like, I wanted to show a different side of me. So you and I, it's me wounded. My army, it's like, here I am. Rah! And I, I always say to people, there's three kinds of people. There's the people who put you in a difficult situation. And there's the people who leave you in a difficult situation. And then number three, there's the people who help you in a difficult situation, come to your rescue. And my army, which actually was written very shortly after I came back from the studio where I recorded you and I, 
um, it's about the people that came to my help and it's my army. So that's why in the song I say, you know, from the ashes, I got my army. It's, it's all these people. So this song is really dedicated to all the people that, that came to help me when I was going through a really difficult time. It is dedicated to them. And you're right, the tone is different. And, and I like the fact that you and I, it's like, um, it's more of a, a ballad, but with a modern feel. But, you know, and the, uh, yeah, like with my army, suddenly it's like, it's more upbeat, it's more energetic. Uh, um, the sound, the voice is louder. There's grittiness in it. And he's going more into a more rock Americana sound, but it's changing, it's evolving. And, uh, and I really like that. I was so keen to have the song out because I wanted people to, to see what else I'm capable of and, and what my sound is. Because it's, you know, as an artist, I think you are, you are so many things and you want to experiment and you want people to see, to be part of that journey. You want to take them in your journey with you and say, hey, come, come along. I want to show you what I can do. I want to show these things. <laughs> and you did, and you definitely have been doing that. Uh, so these songs definitely seem like they're from two very different points in your life. You know, you and I written yeah. right after everything fell apart, and then my army yeah. as things are really coming together. Um, do you yeah. feel like you're coming together? Do you feel like you're in a very different spot now? Well, listen, uh, I'd like to tell you that I've got it all sus, that I know exactly what I'm doing with my life. But frankly, I still feel like I'm a little bit of a passenger on my own life. Um, Yes and no. I think there's an element whereby, I, I don't know if it's everybody, but for me, for sure, I, I know I want to be here. I'm working really hard to be here, but it still comes with a lot of doubts. Am I in a place where I feel like I should be? Yes, definitely. Um, am I more together than when I wrote to you and I? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you and I, it was so representative of that particular moment when I was totally lost. My army instead, it's me saying, yeah, okay. Okay, we, we've, uh, we've had a bit of a moment and now we're rising up again. I'm better. Like it says in the song, I'm better now. I'm rising from, from the ashes of Goma Army. And um, it's an exciting time. A lot of things are happening. Uh, certainly, certainly. <laughs> Do you have any goals, though, um, you, know, you know, as an artist? Because we're really, we're really at the beginning of the journey, I feel. So yeah. do you have any uh, short-term or long-term goals? Yeah, 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 yeah. I... I um, I'm familiar with unicorns. I go and play with the unicorns often, uh, as in I have big, big dreams. Um, <laughs> uh, again, like a part of me says, hey, okay, you're having a good time here, but you know, yeah, this is as good as it's going to get. And then there's the other part of me that goes like, yeah, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're going a long way. We're, we're going to go a long way. We're going to really do this properly. Um, so I guess it's, it's always kind of managing the two sides of me. Um, and it's, it's a journey, isn't it? My musical journey is an absolute, you know, it's, it's, it's a journey where I'm trying to make the positive voices louder than the negative voices so that I can enjoy this process and uh, do what I love doing. I, in the time that I've um, released, uh, well, you know, between you and I and my army, um, Time has passed, some time has passed, and uh, it's not like I haven't been busy. I have been incredibly busy, just maybe it didn't seem like it. But I started to, I, I was asked if I wanted to go straight back into the studio, and I said no. I said no because I wanted to know if I, if I was to do this, I wanted to know, can I actually go on a stage? Can I actually sing in front of people? Can I do this? 
And so my aim was to go out there and do some performances. Um, and then when I started to do performances, I started to be approached by musicians asking me, would you like, would you, would you, do you need a drummer? Do you need a guitarist, a bassist and all of that? And then suddenly I found myself with, with a support band and it's like, you know, I'd never expected that. And now I have these amazingly talented musicians that want to be playing my music. And it's, it's so exciting because now what I have in my head can actually, you know, be heard by people. And then I found a producer that I really connected with um, and I decided to go into the studio. In reality, I was hoping to do more gigs this year and even do festivals. But what happened instead was that I decided that maybe it was time to push out new material, new songs. And for that, I needed to prep them and need to go into the studio. And, you know, it's been incredibly busy. Just I released um, my army on the 30th of June. And that was a Friday. On the following week, all week, I was back into the studio recording more. And it's been crazy busy since then. And all I, can, I can't tell you much about this, but all I can say is that I'm planning on having new songs out, new singles out throughout this year. So on the basis of like every month, every two months kind of thing. Um, so buckle up. This is going to be an interesting ride. Um, it's definitely not going to be boring. It doesn't sound it. it. does not sound it at all. But I want to know about your first show because you mentioned that you've been playing out there, getting on stage. What was your first yeah. show like? Well, actually, my first show was okay because it was all right. We, did, we, we went to an open mic to start with, me and, and this other guy. He's my guitarist still. And um, it was all right. It was good. Um, but more interesting is the second gig because I thought, yeah, we got it. We got it. You know, I'm good. I'm good. And so we decided to go to one of the kind of, uh, let's say, um, more musical venues around here, like it's well thought of. And we decided, yeah, yeah, we can do this. I can do this. And it didn't go to plan. It didn't go to plan. The sound wasn't good. I couldn't hear the guitar. I couldn't even hear my voice. And, and I thought it was a total failure, a total failure. And there was a part of me that wanted to like walk out that said, this is not me, I can't do this. Well, actually, the strongest part of me was like, all right, okay, we're going to sharpen this game, we're going to get back on the horse, and we're going to do it again and again and again and again, and we're going to get better at this. And actually, we did um, 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 another, if I remember well, another two shows after that, and then we went back to the first venue, and we played, it was just me and the guitarist, I was playing acoustic and the guitarist was playing electric guitar. And we played my army. And I decided that I was just going to, I was almost like, I want to play the song for myself because it means so much to me. I play, I play for the crowd, but I just want to be in the zone and not worry about, oh, I'm on stage and I need to look and act or I don't know, whatever. You know, I was just like, that's it. And they loved it. They loved it so much. They all stood up. They clapped. We had the biggest clap and some of them came up on stage and they were like, that was amazing. And, uh, and I thought, okay, this is, this is really good. This is how it should be. And I, I loved it. And to me, it was like um, some sort of redemption because the second show done there was crap. And then we came back and, uh, and instead it was just like everyone was standing and clapping and they all loved it. 
And they still talk about it. I've bumped into people who still say, oh my God, I was there that night. I was there that night. You were so good. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Amazing. So it's, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. I want to be able to get to a point where I have, um, you know, a possibility to go touring. And I would love to do as well international touring. I don't know if I'm aiming too high now, but this is what I really want to do. I don't think there's such a thing as aiming too high. I think it's what you want to do and either it'll work yeah. or it won't. And if it doesn't, there's still a chance to learn and get better. So the next time you do it, yeah. it'll work better. What do you yeah. think an international tour with you would, would be like? What do you, where, where do you think you'd like to go? Um, oh, where would I like to go? Oh man, everywhere. I definitely would like to go on tour in America. I'd like to do Canada and Australia for sure. Um, but yes, I would definitely like to do the three countries. Um, countries to start with mm. america canada australia also because i got fans actually for a while i have more fans well i still do actually i have more fans in america and in canada than europe i mean I'm, my my song is still in the charts like in germany um the uk switzerland uh, um france spain etc but i do seem to have more fans in america and i think for me I don't know. There's, you know when you have a gut feeling and, and you think that's, that's where I think I should be? To me, a tour in America is what I, it's, it feels like my call. It feels like that's what I should be doing. And I'd love to do that. So, yeah. Well, if there are any touring companies out there looking for the next artist, this is the person you want yeah, to be book talking me to. in. Exactly. Make God, this yeah. thing happen. Yeah, I'm a, I'm amazing. I'm an animal when I go on stage, which I honestly did not know that. Uh, I've had people coming up to me and saying, "Whoa, what was that?" I mean, like you're like an animal when you go on stage. I am. I really like to give a show. I don't know. Maybe again, maybe it's because I grew up with all these artists on MTV, and when they go up on stage, they really give you a show. It's like, you know, it's a show. And to me, performing on stage is you gotta give a show. It has to be good. Not just the song has to be good, but you got to give a show. And to me, that's, that's my aim. I want to do that. Did it surprise you about your like stage presence? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I totally surprised me. I mean, like, like I said, it's, I'm discovering things about myself that I really didn't know. Um, I discovered that I have more of an attitude that I give myself credit. Um, I discovered that I am, yeah, that I don't, I don't know. There's like, I've heard about artists that, that say, you know, off the stage, I'm actually quite quiet. It's not like I'm quiet, but when I go on stage, I really, there's something else coming out. It's just this, I would say it's the wild card. The wild card comes out and it's like rocking the stage. It just wants to be there and, and give a show and, and really get people going. And I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, it did come as a surprise. Hmm. Totally. All right. Now, we talked about this a couple of times briefly, but I want to give a shout out to your producer because it's mm. it's, it sounds like they were a really great help for you. What do they bring to the table and how do they help you become who you are? Well, um, so I worked with, uh, for you and I, I worked with a producer that saw the potential in the song. He heard the song and he was like, that's it, I want to get in touch with this girl. And he actually got in touch with me and because I didn't really think I could do this. The story is that he, con he called me four consecutive days and I kept hanging up on him because I was like, this is not my story. I'm, I'm, you know, no. What do you want from me even? Um, and 
then eventually I gave up and I, I said, okay, fine, I'll, uh, I'll re-record it for you. I did re-record it and then he came back and he said, no, listen, I can't work like this. If you're committed to this, you have to come into the studio and we need to do it professionally. And at that point, I thought, okay, it would be interesting to see where this goes. Um, he, and we've talked about it, um, he had some ideas of how to change the song. As a producer, I guess you, you have your own ideas and you bring to the table any different versions of what, you know, of, of how a song could sound. But in the end, he decided to stick to the version that I had. And he did that because he said to me, your song was so heartfelt and it came from such a place of honesty that it felt to me that it needed to be as true to the original version as it could possibly be. And uh, again, even with the BPMs, we didn't, uh, we did, you know, it, it changes throughout the song. He, he was really good in a sense because he allowed me to see what it could be, to have it recorded professionally, to have the sound, even at the start of my voice, to sound good, not like recorded on a phone. And to have other instruments that we discussed, we spent an enormous amount of time discussing what type of sound do you want? What, what do you imagine violins? Do you want a piano? You know, and um, so he allowed me to, to be me. But what the new producer did, it's slightly different. Because I remember having a conversation with uh, uh, the first producer, Ettore Della Campa, and he was keen, actually, at one point, he was like, why don't you come back in the studio and we'll look at doing an EP or an album. He heard some of the other tracks and he was like, I'm interested. Um, but for him, he wanted it to be, he wanted, he wanted all of my songs to have a specific sound, a genre, which is normally what artists would do. They have a genre and they stick to that. Like even you earlier on were asking me, why did you change from you and I to my army? And I knew I didn't want to do that. I, I, I don't know if it's a version of me that it's after, you know, my life collapsed. I feel like I am unleashed. I am unrepented and I just want to be me and be wild about it. But I, I didn't want to do that. And then I seeked all the producers and I came across this producer who's, I mean, he's amazing. And Ettore Del Campo was amazing as well. Both of them amazing. The, the, this guy, Pierce Martin, and the producer for my army, I call him a music god. I, I tell him this, and it's just, I really think he's a music god. And we start, we discuss there, and, um, and he, I think I, what I really liked with him, and he's worked with a, an incredible list of epic artists from like legendary Jamiroquai, um, Deep Purple, you know, and he's really, really talented. And we sat down and we discussed what genre did I want to be? And I explained to him and I said, look, I am not worried about the genre. I know that it's important for artists to have a specific genre. I, I know fast about it. I just want to be me. And there will be some songs that are pop, some songs that will be rock. There's some that may be a little bit grunge-like, whatever it is. Now I can't tell you too much, so I'm trying to hold my tongue there, but he totally got it. And uh, before we, we went into the studio, we discussed and he, he seemed to totally understand it. And then when we went into the studio, he listened again to the songs. He, he sat down with me and said, are you sure this is what you want to do? Are you happy to go this way? And I smiled and I said, totally. I am totally on with this. And he was like, great, because I'm, I'm looking forward to working on all these songs with you. And, uh, and we, well, we're really smitten with what we got and you guys will hear it in the months to come. But 
for me, it has never been about the genre. Even when people ask me, so what, 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 what artists, um, you know, is similar to your sound or whatever? To me, it's like I listen to a lot of different types of music. I don't wake up every morning and I want to listen to the same, I don't know, pop or rock. I listen to Taylor Swift as much as I listen to Nirvana or Red Hot Chili Peppers or Sia or whatever. And I love that. And I'd rather let the music take me on a journey and see what happens without fearing uh, that, you know, I need to stick with a particular genre or, or I won't be light. And I think even, you know, like I listen to artists and if they change their genre, I'm not judgmental. I, I think, you know, if, you, if you're an artist, you need to experiment. If you create art only with the idea of pleasing people, you are not going to do your best, I think. That's my personal opinion. So I'd rather be me and have a hell of a good time with uh, my experimental music, even, you know, experimenting with it and seeing where it goes. There we go. All right, Lorenzo. Well, we are coming down to the end of the conversation. But before we go, of course, the big question, I know we kind of, yeah. we kind of teased it, but I'm curious to get a little, maybe a little yeah. more. What's next for you? What's next for me? Well, we well, I already told you that I'm going to have more singles coming out this year. So that you know already. And I already mentioned that I wanted to do festivals this year. But because of the massive amount of promotion that I'm doing at the moment, that it's not going to happen this year. So what's coming up for me? More music, uh, festivals, and I really want to ring. And then let's see, because I mean, awards, do we want to aim for that? Maybe, maybe. Oh, well, maybe. Why not? Why not? There is no dream, reason to, right? to not try. I think dream big. Follow your dreams and, yeah, dream big. And exactly. see where it goes. See where it goes. Simple as that. All right. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Lorenzo Wildcard, thank you so much for joining me. And for, and for the folks at home, if you want to learn more about this amazing artist, you look on her socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, of course. Follow her there. Follow her everywhere. As we always say, um, support everywhere, the artist. basically. And I think if you if you listen to this interview or you listen to my music and you like my music or you like you know what you heard, I would say please you know follow me on social media. It is so important, and especially for an indie artist like me, mm -hmm. you know. It's so important to know that that your art is liked, that what you do is, is that, that people like what you do. Um, it's so very, very important. So please, if you like my music, if you like my story and uh, my personality, please follow me on social media. Please do. Excellent. Well, Lorenza, thank you once again. I've, I've been absolutely loving uh, the you. conversation and I'm sure we'll be talking very soon. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Hey, this is singer-songwriter and mental health advocate Stephanie Mathias. Be sure to check out my single Hero Side, available on all platforms now, and listen to Citywide Blackout, your home for the best indie artists. And that brings this episode to a close. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. You can find this show on your favorite podcast platforms and new episodes are added every week, as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. You can get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com 
Whether you want to suggest a guest, submit music for the bi-weekly Blackout Collection playlist, or just say hello. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time. Please don't ever think that